0: This is the Maxing You Podcast. Maxing You Podcast. Where dating extraordinaire, fitness expert, and former Miss Marilyn talks all things self-growth and relationship elevation. She's got you covered on mindfulness, fitness, nutrition, relationships, and self-care. You got a girl that could finally do it all. You're one place to listen to for all the things that matter. Now, here's your host, Coach T. Hey guys, it's Coach T with another episode of Maxing You. And what's really exciting is that it's the new year. So I'm really excited about that because the new year is a time for new beginnings, for fresh starts. It just feels good. And there's something about that whole January 1 thing on the calendar that makes you feel like you can do absolutely anything. So if you've been listening to us for some time, you know that we're all about self-improvement and relationship elevation. And we do that by focusing on a few distinct categories. We talk about fitness and nutrition, mindfulness, self-care, relationships, all that good stuff. And we find that improving ourselves ultimately leads to improvement in whatever relationship we're in, meaning if we are single we end up being able to have more options maybe we find a partner and if we're in a long-term relationship that relationship becomes so elevated that it's like being in a new relationship and it's exciting again so that's what we're all about here so let's jump into sort of new year's resolutions as it pertains to maxing you and what we're all about here so the first is obvious this obviously this whole relationship thing and so you know people are in long-term relationships right and so One of the things that I have had on my list, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I've got going on too, has been working on this whole thing about talking less and listening more. Because in my house, we both like to talk and we both have a lot to say. And it's very rare that somebody's really actively listening. It happens, but it doesn't happen nearly often as much as it should, because someone's always trying to get out the next point and always trying to rebuttal, you know, what's being said. And that just leads to lack of communication. And you've heard it time and time again, whether you've read self-help books, you've listened to us, you've listened to gurus, whatever, you've all heard that communication is the cornerstone of any successful relationship. So there's always improvement to be had in communication. And for me personally, I'm finding that this whole talking less, listening more thing is certainly an area, at least in our house, that we can find success uh, and, and small bouts of improvement. The next is setting a tech free zone. So life is busy. Um, You know, I've talked to you guys about this before. You know, in my life, I've never had a minute. Like I've never had a minute to sort of breathe. I've never had a minute to not be doing anything. And I'm either launching a product and that's coming out Or, you know, I'm doing something within the business, growing the business because I have a couple of businesses or I'm being a mom and I'm doing all that. And oh, by the way, I'm a personal trainer and all this kind of stuff, right? So there's never a reason um, for me to put down the phone, technically speaking, but there should be a reason if I'm valuing my relationship because there's no way that I can be present with my partner and Be present with what I'm doing. Something's got to give. And I already make enough typos in my emails that I've got to make sure I'm focusing on that, which means he's ultimately not getting the attention that he deserves. And that just sets you up for total failure, right? And so the other thing that I'm really focusing on is this idea that I talk to all my clients about all the time. But at the beginning of the year, it really sort of light bulbs to me. And it's called finding your blind spots because we all have them. And if somebody asked us to make a list about all the things that our partner was doing that we don't like, I bet you we could all make one hell of a list. And there's, it's really easy to look at the partner and to think, you know, they're doing this, they're doing this, I don't like this, I don't like this. And if they just improve this, the relationship would be game-changing, new level, it would be so good. And that's usually not the case In relationships, because we all have our shortcomings and we all have something that we can improve upon. And the fact of the matter is, if we all did that improvement, however small it is, the whole relationship would be elevated. But the problem is that we can't really look outside of ourselves and expect to control a partner or control what someone else does, because we have no control over that. All we really have control over is what we do and how we are reacting and our own self improvement. And that's what I love about maxing you. That's sort of the crux of this whole project, um, you know. And it's really important to me because I've had many times in you know my life where I, you know, and I always say this: I am a dating expert. Meaning, I tell you how to get the person. I can tell you how to get any person that you want, and you will get them within thirty to sixty days. No joke. I'm that good. But the difference is, I'm someone who still. Loves to listen to coaches and improvement upon being in the relationship and what you do to sustain it, right? So, I'm the first one to say that my personal relationship is far from perfect and it's constantly um, an improvement. So, in saying that, um, you know, I'm going back to say that basically we've all got stuff that we've got to improve. And there have been many times in my personal relationship when I've sort of been like looking with binoculars at the other person, like if you just stop doing this thing, everything will be okay. But I, I realized I couldn't control that. So then when I started looking at me and seeing, well, what are my shortcomings? So here are the things that my partner's saying about me. Doesn't mean I'm taking them all, okay, because I don't believe all the shit, right? But there's some of it that certainly has some merit. And those things are the things that I can personally do something about. Doesn't mean that I announce it to the partner that I'm going to change these things. I just do it. And then they notice. And then I notice. And then we both win, right? Because there's self-growth there and then there's the relationship elevation that comes out of it. So I like that. So that's for the long-term relationship people because I feel like these are super actionable things that we can absolutely implement today and see big changes. And if we start now and we make it a plan that we're going to follow through, by the time we get to this time next year, we'll see huge changes. So the next is for the people who are actually dating. And so... I kind of held my breath for a minute because this is one of those topics that I love. You know, I think so many people have got the whole dating thing totally wrong. And I loved being a matchmaker because I love just getting it right for them. I love just fixing the problem that these really smart, educated people um, and wealthy people couldn't figure out for themselves because it was just like that. And then we saw changes and we saw results and people were getting engaged and finding love. Love it. But the average person doesn't necessarily have the ability to work with a matchmaker. It's kind of inaccessible, it's a little pricey. And so what they really miss out on is this strategy idea because dating requires a strategy because there are so many single people out there in the world, so many people who want what you want to find a person and people just sort of throwing paint at the wall with no strategy. And then year after year, they end up in the same place. And this is how the story goes. We're into November. It's getting cold, right? That's why they call it cuffing season. We're we're into November. We're into December. We've got nobody to take home. You know, now, like, especially with this uh, previous year with COVID, you know, people were sort of just by themselves and then continuing to be by themselves because people weren't having as large of family gatherings. And so now you're really thinking like, you know, down in the dumps on yourself that you don't have a person. And so it's the start of the year and you're determined to join the apps and to do the things that they say are going to get you out of this pattern and find you a person. But the truth is none of it really works without a strategy because just because you signed up for Tinder and Bumble and Hinge and all these things, so did everybody else. They all just did the same thing too. But like what's going to be the difference that makes you stand out versus the other people? So what's going to help you get the person? And then once you get the person and it's time to show up on the date, what's going to make you stand out from the other dates that they're already going on this week? And then from there, once you stand out a little bit, how do you sort of gameplay, you know, how many people you're going to be seeing? How do you prioritize it? All that stuff. And so there's a strategy behind it. So this year, I have a project that I'm really excited to announce. I've been teasing it out a little bit, telling you guys about it. But for those who are new to the program, um, it's called... Last first date, I freaking love that name because there's something to be said about dating non-recreationally, meaning dating for a purpose. So your, your purpose is to find a match and to make that a long-term relationship. It can end however you want, a long-term relationship, marriage, whatever your jam is, but you're no longer needing to be swiping on Tinder and doing all this stuff because now you got a person. And so what we do in this program, it's a 12-week program where you get all of my expertise, all the goodness that I had as a matchmaker and people paid big bucks for. You're going to get that in a week-by-week step process, which means I'll be teaching you, I'll be telling you specifically what to implement, there'll be checklists, there'll be modules, all sorts of things. So we're starting from the beginning, sort of like what the foundation needs to be. And we go all the way into things like, um, you know, texting how do you text? What do you text? When do you text it? We'll talk about how to optimize your dating profile. So like you think you're a pro because you've been on the online dating scene. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're not because you're still single. And I'm going to tell you how to use all the information I'm going to give you to optimize your dating profile and make yourself the person who stands out and people want to jump to. And then once we get the person, I'm teaching you how to show up on the date and to stand out. And then Now when you're dating this person exclusively and they're dating you exclusively, I'm teaching you how to get to your goals. So whatever that why was in the beginning, whether it's a long-term relationship or marriage or whatever, I'm teaching you how to get to that finish line. All very actionable, all very easy. And I think one of the biggest things is that a lot of people are just busy with their work. They don't have a lot of time for this stuff. So this program really makes it simple and easy for you to be able to implement on a weekly basis, what to do that moves you further to your goal. Cause it's great having the, having the goal of not being single again this time next year. But if you're going to keep doing the things that you've always done, then you're going to get the results that you've always gotten, which is you right now watching this being single. So there's that. So next we are. Oh, and if you're interested in that, you can check out maxingyou.com under courses. And again, it's called last first date. We'll also have uh, this information in the comments for you to, to check it out. We're going to be taking on a limited number of people, so definitely check that out. So moving on to one of the other tenets of maxing you, which is fitness. A lot of people have lofty expectations at the beginning of the year. You're coming in to this thing like gangbusters. You just ate all the damn pie. You drank all the Coke, all this stuff, and now it's January 1, and you've got to figure out how the hell you're going to lose all this weight plus all the COVID weight that you had before, and you have no plan. So then you start out with these lofty things, like you're just eating salad and with a little vinaigrette, and that's a wrap. And then next thing you know, you're eating like a bag of cookies because that was ridiculous. And it happens to a lot of people. But it's really important, if you've listened to us, this whole idea about sustainability, which is my favorite word. So your fitness game has got to be sustainable, because if it's not sustainable, you're not doing it all the time. And what we know is calories in, calories out, all that stuff, but you got to be burning calories on a consistent basis, which means your fitness game has got to be on a consistent basis. So what's the easiest way to get there? So the first thing is to throw away whatever, you know, crazy goal you have for losing 20 pounds this month, because that's probably not going to happen. What you can do is make a plan to show up and be present at five workouts a week. And maybe they're 45 minute workouts. Maybe they're an hour workout, but by golly, you're going to turn up and, and show out every day, five days a week for 45 minutes to an hour a day. That you can do. So what's the easiest way to get there? So a lot of us think that exercise has got to be painful. We have to hate it. We see people running on the side of the road and we're like, hell no. See, I don't like that myself, but I like fitness. The good thing about fitness is that there are different things for different people. So especially at the beginning of the year, when there are different programs that you can try, you should certainly look into them and figure out, what works for you. So maybe get like a guest pass for a fitness class. Maybe it's a cycling class. Maybe it's a bar class. Maybe it's a boxing class, something different from just lifting um, and doing cardio and see what you like. See what sticks, see what speaks to you and that is sustainable. So there's always that. And now moving on to nutrition, it's really important to think about nutrition in terms of improvement and set of perfection. Because for you to, to get to this perfect place, that's going to take time. Because again, what we want is to sustain what we're doing. We want it to be easy. We want it to be a no-brainer. And that's going to mean that we're going to absolutely get results. Because what we do know is that in terms of nutrition, people will lose weight fastest by changing their diet. They're going to lose it faster that way than they are by exercising all the junk they ate out of there you know, out of their system. It doesn't really work like that. So the diet is the crux of all goodness. So maybe you're someone who eats a lot of processed food. And again, we're going for sustainable goals, not perfect goals. Maybe that means now we're going to reduce the amount of processed food we're eating. And, we, and we're going to make it very trackable. So we're not going to eat the Oreos anymore, or we're going to take whatever out, the chips, whatever your thing is, the Coke, whatever. Just take that out for a week. See how that goes. And then we'll start adding to it. Maybe you're someone who says you don't want to take anything out because you want all that stuff. Well, then I'm going to challenge you to do something pretty simple. I'm going to challenge you to ask yourself, am I hungry? So when you start eating, am I hungry or am I emotional eating? And check in with yourself. And then while you're eating, I want you to pay attention. Okay. Am I feeling satisfied? Or am I feeling full? I never want you to get to the point where you are feeling full, but I want you to be satisfied. And then stop eating. But don't worry, because I'm not saying that you can't eat again. But the next time that you've got a sensation of hunger, you can eat a little bit more. Okay? Notice I'm not telling you to take away any of your favorite foods. There's nothing in here about that. All I'm saying is to be mindful about your eating. And you are going to find that if you're someone who hasn't really checked in with yourself lately about am I really hungry before you start eating, you're going to find that probably this month alone you're going to lose a good five pounds just having paid attention to that, stopped eating when you were full, and guess what? You didn't cut any of your foods out. We'll get to that later. So next up is mindfulness. So we talk about that, you know, a good bit in this podcast, and it's really important to me. Because we're all busy. So you're probably listening to this on the go while you're on your way to the next place, to the next thing you've got to do. And we're in this society where we're constantly going and we feel like we've got to make the money and we got to get the accolades and we got to do the stuff. And not a lot of time is spent on this mindfulness piece. And what I've found in my life, and I haven't been perfect at it, but when my mindfulness game is on, everything else totally lines up because I'm more present with the projects that I'm doing I, you know, just ultimately do better at them. And so mindfulness, you know, is something that people struggle with because they don't know what to do. They're like, is that meditation? So yeah, you know, mindfulness can include meditation, but that's not the only way. So I'm going to talk to you about a couple of things that I like that go beyond the realm of meditation. So for me, mindfulness means getting really inspired about something. So I love getting inspired about something that makes me change my outlook, that motivates me to do a thing that I've been wanting to do that I haven't done. So becoming inspired about something that moves you, maybe it's art, maybe it's a new hobby, maybe it's, um, you know, this idea that you're going to embark on a project that's been long in the making, but you've never put it, you know, pen to paper or made it come to fruition. So, Becoming inspired means that you're going to be taking actionable steps to making that thing become a reality and achieving it. So that's something you should think about. Like this year, what's going to move you? What's going to make you a better person than how you entered the year? What could you embark on that could sort of change the game, not only for you, but for other people? The other thing that I am working on with mindfulness this year, and I think we could all use it has been this idea that we just need to accept the inevitable. So I read this book uh, by Michael Singer called The Untethered Soul. Great book. I highly, highly recommend it for everyone. And he really talked about sort of all the changes that were happening in his life, this, you know, a very well-established guy who had these different things going on. And he learned how to sort of go with the flow and that even though things were happening to him that seemed like they were quote, bad things, and they were certainly not in his control, he figured out how to just be kind of neutral about them, how to not get sucked in either way, how to not get his emotions up and down. Um, And I thought that was really amazing. And that's something that I have, you know, struggled with a little bit for some time. And I think it has something to do with, you know, being a mom to so many kids and having, you know, business things going on and all this stuff. And, you know, there's always something that's kind of going wrong. And it's very easy to be on the track like, it's going to be a good day. And then this thing goes wrong, and now you're sort of derailed. And you're like, F it until the next day when I'm going to try to be a better person. (laughs) And it's happened to a a lot of us. But then when I've been practicing this whole thing about, you know, accepting the inevitable, it means that stuff happens, but I'm still solid. Like I'm still moving down the path. I'm chugging along. And something might get thrown in the train tracks, but it does not throw me off. I look at it. I don't judge it. I accept it for what it is and then I don't worry about it until it's time to find a solution to the problem. And even when I'm solution oriented, it doesn't mean that my emotions are sort of on this roller coaster. It just means I'm here to solve the problem. So how are we going to do that? Like, What are the facts about this situation versus what the emotions are? So those are my tips and and tricks about the things that we're, we're doing here at Maxing You this, this year. Um, so this is helpful in terms of what our premise is and it's helpful in terms of what new year's resolutions are all about because so often we think of these very grandiose things that we generally stop being able to achieve somewhere like mid-january and we throw in the towel and we feel bad about ourselves and we think that we're failures but in, in reality we've got to get a little bit more nuanced with what our resolutions are a little bit more clear about what the practical things are that we can do and so, if you watched this podcast before, you'll know that the two words I always talk about are sustainable and practical, and they're really important to me because I have listened to a lot of self-help for a long time, and a lot of it's been really good. But I found that probably only half of it has been actually practical, like things I could implement today that would move me closer to where I wanted to be. And also, there were practices that just simply weren't sustainable to my lifestyle for the long term. So. I appreciate you guys tuning in, and I'm going to make a promise to you that every podcast that we deliver to you this year is going to provide you with sustainable and practical steps that you can implement as soon as you turn the podcast off. So I'm here with you. If you'd like more of our content, if you'd like to hear more about our courses, like Last First Date, go ahead and check out maxingu.com. And you can find us on IG at maxing underscore you. I look forward to seeing you guys next week for another episode of Maxing You. Have a great one. This was another episode of Maxing You. Keep up with Coach T off the podcast and follow our Instagram at maxing underscore you. Follow us. Want some more of Maxing You? Yeah, I'm late. Yeah. Visit our site, maxingyou.com.